This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, the greatest athlete of all time makes us wonder if being a black woman at work sucks for all of us or just most of us. Elvin stopped us from job shaming, so we've moved on to goal shaming, and Insecure got interesting again, but then it got weird and possibly sizest. Why it always gotta be Kelly? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Okay. It's time. It's time. Time to get live. Time to represent. What is that from? Um, Sunset Park, the movie. Right. Sunset Park. What time is it? No, I think I only saw that once. I only saw it once too, but we used to say that in school because we like that part. Any time to get live, we used to say that. Time to get live. Time to represent. Look, it was seventh grade or eighth grade or something. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womenist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Ow! I was wondering, I'm like, is she gonna I do did, her deep ow? Okay, ah. that's right. Represent for all the ranges, all the vocal ranges. Yes. That's right. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Sorry, that I was wasn't good. I'm sorry, T-Boss. I didn't do T-Boss justice, though. So I figured I would just end it because that wasn't a good one. I can't quite hit it that deep. If you want to get me wrong, you got to know me, got to know me, got All to know right. me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am not well, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well. I'm not in a good. I'm having a. I bad knew you went well where you were wearing sweats. I was like, well, you own sweats. I own sweats. Actually, I did wear jeans today, but I changed into my sweats because I knew we were gonna record. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me get comfortable now. Let me get a jump on this comfort. So I put my sweats on before I left work because I was like, I need to be comfortable. You open the door like, hey girl. I was like, what? Is- <laughs> happening i'm not having a good mental health day all the things like you know how everybody got some shit with them all the shit with me is like fuck with me today today. yeah it's like today is fuck with me it's like the rain whatever the fuck happened with the fucking whatever was in virgo yesterday is fucking with me today the virgo new moon is that what that is okay Mm -hmm. it don't it's not liking me my period is coming just uh, it's a lot people was bothering serena that triggered my black woman stuff mm-hmm. all of my everything is being triggered but you know what i'm happy to be here but i'm here hello <laughs> i'm here you know what that's from right no i forgot What's the color one? purple well yes <laughs> i'm here when she was um telling him like how he tried to destroy her and she's like but guess what i'm here well that's me i'm still here that's me because yeah. the devil was busy today <laughs> as the aunties say the devil was busy but i'm here so yeah so i'm here i'm excited to be here mm-hmm. no i'm not fine but hopefully i'll be fine by I'm the not, end of it oh that's a different line. okay i'm I sure they've had enough okay it's uh, not right but it's okay but that has nothing to do with what you said it doesn't but by the end of this after we get a bunch of shit off our chest i'm gonna make it any i don't know i feel like singing today okay (laughs) if you want to follow the conversation being had on this podcast you can do so by following the hashtag hashtag t with qj we like you to use that on instagram twitter and facebook use that on your instagram stories we also like when you tag us in the instagram stories that's pretty cool we like to repost those so yeah keep doing what you're doing on the social media we love it and also we want you to use the hashtag pod in 
Um, that is so that other people on that hashtag who use it um can find our podcast. You know, that's right. We are right now. We're doing a spot of tea episode. Yeah. Those are episodes that are not formatted, free form, and we're just out here talking our shit. Yeah, no segments. We just be talking. That's right. That's editing for us. Still more show for you. We're recording at the Indie Creative Network Studios. Be sure to check them out at ICN.DJ. Yes, yes, and yes. So I'm going to get into libations, but first I'm going to tell everyone what libations are. Libations are ways that Jay and I show love to all the people, places, and things that give us black joy. We pour some for the homies, and yes, that is what libations are. What are your libations, Jay? My libations this week are we went to vice yeah yes we went to vice at the end of last week Mm -hmm. that was awesome so i wanted to give uh libations to our favorite listener headley thank you so much for inviting us us giving us the awesome tour yeah that tour was dope Mm -hmm. i got a plant (laughs) (laughs) that was my highlight of the event we did got a plant i got free dinner and alcohol it was a good time yo so definitely libations to headley libations to all the poc folks that we met there advice everybody who was super nice Mm -hmm. over there so thank you all so much for having us we had an amazing time yeah and it's cool pretty cool that they had event for pocs to like come and meet Mm -hmm. and then invite people not in vice to right. come and meet and right. talk and meet people. And, and I stuff. think it was good because they're try- I'm sure they're trying to change the they perception. They better be. <laughs> <laughs> they better fucking be. Right. They're trying to change the perception of what's what's been going on over there in the it past. It was Broland. It was Broland. Yeah, it was a lot of white boy shit yeah. going on over there and a lot of fuckery. Yeah. So it was nice to go over there and to feel a different vibe than Broland. Than Broland. <laughs> yeah. So uh libations to everybody over at Vice. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for having yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what are your libations? So a lot of my, my libations are short and short and sweet, but um, my birthday is this week. Yeah, it is actually when this episode drops the day after, so that's the thirteenth. So show me love on the social media. I hey. like to be loved. Do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sweat me. Sweat the fuck out of me. All right. So um, over the weekend I started celebrating my birthday. Um kind of because friends wanted to like i didn't mm-hmm. make plans i did make plans but it wasn't like me who initiated it right. it was like girl you know you better start um so that was really cool so thank you to my friends jay and tara yeah. for oh oh and o'neill mm-hmm. and ryan mm-hmm. for like kicking off my birthday That's weekend nice. that was really fun and i thank you guys Yay. so libations libations i have one more libation okay shoot okay so just quick it is a libation but just a quick trigger warning because we trigger warning for suicide but i'm not going to get into like the depths of that but just the mention of it or whatever so trigger warnings for that he passed away last week and it's not i don't think it's confirmed yet whether or not it was a drug overdose i think there was some talk about that but a lot of people are taking it as if it was a suicide Mm -hmm. so i just i don't want to talk about the suicide aspect but i kind of wanted to talk about um just mac miller as a white rapper mm-hmm. and like not being a violent white rapper yeah like he was just a, a rapper who happened to be a white dude and mm-hmm. like it didn't come up in every interview that he was a white rapper he didn't um i didn't find him to be a culture vulture mm-hmm. he wasn't saying wild problematic shit yeah and um yeah i just want to give a libation to him for minding his fucking business and um doing what he loved and not fucking with us and not fucking with us yeah. yo contributing to the culture instead of taking away yeah. from the culture mm-hmm. and not also not trying to be something that he's not or like fucking overdoing it just might just might make your music and mind your fucking yeah. business mm-hmm. yo so I, I definitely wanted to give 
libations to Mac Miller. And I hope that you are at peace. Mm hmm. Okay, so I'm going to jump into donations, but donations. first I'm going to tell our listeners how they can donate. Oh, Tea with Queen and Jay, we take donations. You can do that by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Our donations help us to sustain this podcast, keep this podcast, progress this podcast. Um, so that's why we ask for donations. That's right. Yeah. Um, so like I said, go to teawithqueenandjay.com. On our homepage, you scroll down, and there's where we give you two options. Two to donate the first option is our paypal option and that is where there's no commitment involved you can jump in and out whenever you want to donate and then we have our patreon and that is where we're asking all of our listeners to give us two dollars a month two dollars you could do more or less that is up to you we're only asking for two dollars right now and Yes, those are the two ways that you can donate monetarily to this podcast. You can also donate by rating, reviewing, telling a friend, right. using the potting hashtag. All oh, those are all ways that you can support this podcast. Yes. So those are all the things we asked for. Yes. And we have some donation libations this week. I'm going to start with our new patrons. Mm-hmm. Our new patrons this week are Alice. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Ray. Alyssa and Brittany actually updated their credit card information. Mm-hmm. Brittany left us a message. Brittany says, hi, Queen. Hi, Jay. I was catching up on my episodes of the show, and Jay said we should make sure our debit card or accounts were up to date. Good call. Thank you. I don't mind paying $5 a month to the two womanist race nerds who give me entertainment. Something to think about and give me life every week. I don't mind paying $5 a month to the two womanist race nerds who give me entertainment, something to think about, and give me life every week. Y'all should come to the DFW next time you visit Texas. Ne- nope. Next time y'all visit Texas. Yeah, you better keep that y'all in there. That's right. Love you guys. Um, I was dead serious. Like, what, def- what is DFW? Then she I said know. Texas. So I'm like, but at least I know what state it is. <laughs> I did mean to Google that. Um <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know where that is. Down to fuck women? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> There's a whole place for that. All right. Oh, gosh. Um, I will go into our PayPal donations. We got a donation from Alexis. Thanks, Alexis. And we got an amazing, great, great, great donation from the homie Domingo. He mm-hmm. has been hugely supportive yep. to me and Jay. He helped us with the Juneteenth party with a donation. That's how everybody got a free drink. Um, and then we got this large donation from Domingo again over the weekend. Well, 50 people got a free drink because I don't want people to be like, well, I ain't getting a free drink. It was 50 people. The first 50 people got a free drink. That's in June. If you're still carrying that in your heart, <laughs> you have some problems, okay? That's <laughs> Um. So, yes, thank you, Domingo. And he left us a little note. And his note says, love y'all and how you're taking us into your world of how you feel being an Afropunk, despite the dreaded, and then he put pun in parentheses because of those white people in dreads. Despite the dreaded at, at white, the boy, white bar. Yeah. Despite the dreaded white boy and interlopers serving drinks. And that was on our, Af- our Afropunk episode where we talked about the bar that was called the old Jamaican with mm-hmm. the all white people who were selling drinks with t-shirts with t-shirts, on, t-shirts with Jamaican, with Jamaican sayings. sayings. And threads and yep. it was a thing. Yep. If you haven't listened to our recap, please check out episode one sixty nine. Recap is there. Yes. So thank you, Domingo. Um, quick announcement for all of our patrons: you have an email, okay? So check your email. We sent all of our patrons a message, and we would just like you to check it, okay? All right. So what kind of tea are you drinking? 
I'm drinking chai tea, but it's apple spice chai tea. Mm. And I drank it because I like apple things, and you can't drink it. So I was like, yes. I might as well to drink this. Thank you for drinking so that. I- I'm allergic to apples. I don't want that. So don't tell everyone your, how they can defeat you. You're right. Stop saying You're that. Right. I'll fight through it. I'll fight through it. It's, okay. it's not EpiPen level dangerous. You never know. That's true. I am drinking chai tea because I need to, not chai. I'm actually drinking chamomile today because I need to calm down. Calm down. Need to calm down. <laughs> I'm having some anxiety. I have a lot of things going on mm-hmm. that I need to calm the fuck down. So that's what I'm drinking. Come say, calm down. Yes. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she and her. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming I'm enough. And I am affirming that I fuck with Cardi B. Okay. That is my affirmation. All right. What are your affirmations? I am affirming that I am enough. I am affirming that I am not a lady. As usual, I always affirm that. And I'm affirming that I am not my abuse and that I am not my suffering. Mm-hmm. Because right now I'm like in the midst of like finding a new therapist. But in the meantime, I need to remember. I know that I'm not those things, but they are like poking at me today Mm -hmm. like it's people that i want to call and threaten it's like conversations that i want to have with people that i don't really want to have i just like have to get it get this me. yeah this is the time for journals oh right i do have a feelings journal (laughs) that's been dormant so you could get this stuff out a good minute and you're not calling i was sitting at my desk like i don't have any tools journal i don't have i don't have any tools to deal with the feelings (laughs) that i'm having right now but I could. Okay. All right. That's a tool. Thank you for reminding me of that. I do have a feelings journal that I can put happy, sad, glad, mad mm-hmm. feelings in. Yep. And so I will put them in those into that journal. That's what I'll do. It's cute too. Mm-hmm. I know. And I know where it is. <laughs> so that's important. <laughs> that is important. Yeah. So I affirm that shit. And I'm also going to affirm that I'm going to write in that journal. Today is okay. It's early in the week. Um, at some point this week, I'm going to write in that journal. Okay. That's the goal. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Okay. Bet. All right. Let's get into the show now. Okay. All right. What that. you got? Um, okay. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so contributing to the fact that my mental health stuff is bothering me. My mm-hmm. period is coming mm-hmm. and it's Which fucking raining today and it's soon, cold. Too. Yes. Because we're in sync. Right. So contributing to all of that shit. What the U.S. Open was this past weekend, mm-hmm. and we all got to watch two black women compete. They all we didn't. I didn't watch. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't watch. <laughs> it, you all, you whoever, all, whoever watched that shit. <laughs> but the opportunity was there mm-hmm. to watch Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka compete in the U.S. Open, which is a big deal. Yes, two black women. Naomi is competing against someone who she has looked up to and admired her whole entire life yeah serena is there it's been an uphill battle for her um since her pregnancy in which she almost died yes um then she couldn't wear her her um she couldn't wear her right her cat cat suit which was like to help her circulation like a compression suit to help stop her embolisms and shit um this is also the year that serena um, found out that she is drug tested way more than other tennis players. Yeah, she's had a year. They've yeah. been fucking with her. Right, right, right. So it's been a lot of fuck shit, and here they both are having this amazing opportunity and competing against one another. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting match, and a lot of people were watching. Yes, this is on our typical episode. We have a pit, and uh, we usually don't do that on this episode. But we, I do want to throw 
um, Carlos Ramos in a pit, even though that's not what we usually do here on the Spot of Tea episodes, because I felt that he ruined a moment for two black women mm-hmm. um, in tennis. We don't have a lot of women in color in tennis. We don't mm-hmm. have a lot of black women in tennis. And he ruined a really huge, important moment for these women. So, yeah, so that's why he goes in the pit, mm-hmm. even though that's not what we Just for anybody who this is their first episode listening, the pit is where we throw people, places, and things who are trying to deplete and steal our black ass, black joy. I'm going to read a little bit from the Washington Post just to give you some specifics of what happened. According to the Washington Post, she was warned for receiving coaching during the match against Naomi Osako. This is something that is generally the IFT, that's the tennis people generally that's prohibited, but that's generally something that isn't enforced. So people generally their coaches are sitting up somewhere else. It's not right. like other sports where their coaches right down there and coaches are actively giving you advice mm-hmm. to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, tennis isn't like that. But players do look up to their coach sometimes and, you know, whatever. This is something that isn't hugely enforced. But for some reason, Carlos Ramos decided to give her a warning mm-hmm. for looking up at her coach right. and him possibly, I don't know, doing hand singles or something. He, I think I think it was like a thumbs up. Or some shit like that. Uh huh. Which could be anything. Yeah. Which could mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gave her a warning. And so when he gave her that warning, she was upset and she said to him, um, I have never cheated in my life. I'd rather lose than cheat. You owe me an apology. Basically, to say that that interaction between her and her coach was mm-hmm. her cheating and that's why he was warning her. Right. I think that was the second. That was the. That was. She was. It was two, only two things that happened. Right, but I think that she approached him the first time, like when he first brought this up mm-hmm. or whatever. I think she approached him and was saying how, you know, perhaps that that's perhaps that's what it looked like, but that's not what that was. Her daughter is here. That's not something that she would mm-hmm. do, uh-huh. you know? So then that happened. And then later in the match when she was angry, she broke a tennis racket. Mm-hmm. So that's where she received the violation. But because of the quote that I just read that she said is why she got a game doxed Mm -hmm. so that's what made it so that when it went to it's just unheard of for people to get doxed and all of that stuff because of the interaction between her and her coach and then for it to be at that pivotal point of the match when the game is so close it was just it's just so unheard of that's why people are kind of like questioning why this man even made this a thing so that's why everyone is just like kind of looking at this man with the side eye because it was like why are you doing this we know he's doing it because it's a black woman Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon for people to. He did something like that. Yeah. No, well, it's it just supposed to get. That's like a automatic thing. Like you break your racket. That's not like something that's like a subjective thing. Was what I'm getting from other people who watch the sport more than me. Like mm-hmm. you break a racket, like you are gonna get in trouble for that. Right. But has she not been in trouble? It's com- but it's common to break your racket. And if she hadn't been in trouble for like the, that other shit that happened, then the racket issue would not have been. I like, think anytime you break a racket, it's yes, an issue. It is an issue. But had that other shit not happened mm-hmm. in the beginning, when she did that common thing that people do and break their racket and they accept whatever whatever the issue is, whatever uh-huh. the penalty is, that break in her racket thing would not have been like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been like a game changer. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's what went down to make it so that Serena lost the match. So, why I say that this has ruined a moment for two black women, for two women of color mm-hmm. in tennis is that... Now Naomi's win is kind of stained with this controversy and all of this shit. And when I did see clips of her crying, her Mm -hmm. tears didn't look like they were happy tears. You know, like she 
herself has been going through a lot Mm -hmm. with people in the tennis world fucking with her because Mm -hmm. of her blackness or because of her being Japanese and, you know, like, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And that's, like, I don't know. For me, I just saw her crying, and it was, like, she just knows it's the beginning of her fuck shit. Like, the beginning of Mm. the career of her having to endure all the shit that Serena endured. Her heart to have, like front row to seeing like her hero being treated like crazy like 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 watching it watching it happen in real real time time. like the stuff that the stuff that people celebrate serena for not just being like a part of her being the greatest athlete of all time is the way that she handles the press is the way that she carries herself on the court with dignity is all of that is is the way that she carries herself with dignity in the face of adversity yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so naomi is in this game watching the adversity happen yes and she's on the other end of it and nobody wants that no yeah especially not another black woman you know what i'm saying to benefit from to win in that manner yeah to Um, win in that manner it's it's rattling and to always have your win kind of have an asterisk on it Mm -hmm. because of this system that you have nothing to do with being set up the way that it's set up Mm -hmm. you know it's just like you kind of you're you're fucking with two black women's fucking happiness. Yeah. Like, you know, it just it just was just sad. Like every time I see that clip of her crying, like her tears don't look like happy tears mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. This is like the weirdest fucking win for her. Right. And this is supposed to be something that she's celebrating and and is happy about. Like she won the US Open. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, like standing there and watching it happen. Even a lot of us who watched, because like we weren't we didn't watch it mm-hmm. in real time. Yeah. But I went back and I watched all the clips and all the videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That shit was triggering. Mm-hmm. It was triggering. It was traumatizing because it's not something that, no, I've never played tennis. Like, I've never played professional tennis. But, I play tennis. Okay. But I've been to work. Mm-hmm. I've gone to school. You know what I'm saying? You've been. I've existed. Yeah. You've been a black woman in the world, period. Right. It doesn't matter if you had a job. You could have never had a job. Yeah. You could have never um, did whatever those things yep. are. Yep. doesn't matter. You're a black yep. woman in the world. Yep. And somebody is always trying to silence me. Yes. Somebody is always trying to silence me. Somebody is challenging me. Whenever somebody I is gaslighting up, you. Whenever I speak up for myself, whenever I advocate for myself, somebody is telling me to be quiet. Somebody is telling me that it's inappropriate. Somebody telling you to calm down. Calm down. You're too loud. You're being you're being upset. You, this is an angry rant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the ways that... Can um, you be proactive instead of reactive? Exactly. A lot of... Don't be a victim. Yeah. A lot of the... Um, persevere! Media. I persevered! <laughs> Fuck you, Miley Cyrus, forever. <laughs> a lot of the publications that reported on this called it an angry rant. The, the way that yeah. she spoke to the, to mm-hmm. the um, official... That's why a lot of headlines were. Yeah, it was a lot of that shit. It was a lot of... Outbursts. Yeah, Serena makes a stance for feminism. But is it the right way? Mm-hmm. It was shit like that. Like th- These were th- the ones who were like, she does this, but it wasn't the right way. Those are the quote-unquote liberal outlets. Yes. Who are still looking at a black woman and seeing, oh, she's so angry. Mm-hmm. She's such a problem. As if she shouldn't be angry. Right. Meanwhile, she's being treated in a way that no one else is treated on that court mm-hmm. in terms of white folks white men in particular, are not treated the way that Serena Williams is treated. And what I'm noticing is... In the tennis world, whenever when officials see Serena, whoever these whatever whoever is in charge of these different institutions, um, these different tennis institutions around the world, it's always 
it's like when they see her coming, it's like, uh-uh, we're not doing this today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's here. We're going to teach her about tennis. This is how we do tennis. Yeah. You don't do tennis this way. Yeah. We're going to show her the right way. She's going to respect the game. She's not going to come over here doing this, and that, do whatever or whatever. She dancing all in the videos. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Dancing, wearing whatever she want to wear, celebrating mm-hmm. however she want to celebrate. celebrate. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. When... When when these people are talking about teaching Serena what tennis is about or or making sure that she has respect for the game mm-hmm. or acts a certain way, Serena Williams is tennis. At this stage in the game, she's the greatest athlete of all time. Yes. She is tennis. She has played the game. She has mastered the game. She has respect for the game. Yep. She is tennis. So what is there left to teach her aside from putting a black woman in her place? Yeah. Putting a black person in their place. A black person who you don't even want her to be there. That's yeah. the whole point mm-hmm. is how dare you even get here? If she were anyone else, it would be, wow, look at how this person has changed yeah. the game. They mm-hmm. have re- single-handedly Re- reinvented the game. Yes. Totally. And and made it more main, mainstream right. for, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'm thinking about when it comes to Naomi is how her career will continue because she saw a, wom- a woman, a black woman, right. speak up for herself and what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. would you be inclined to want to speak up for yourself or right. voice yourself in those ways where you saw the greatest athlete of all time speak up for herself and then they were like nah mm-hmm. you know like that just sets a tone like i don't, can't imagine you know how mentally you can like take that and then i like, continue on in your tennis career mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know i think that she will i think that she will i think she knows what's right and i think that that speech that serena hope let's say hopefully she will that speech that i i mean it's so hard to say hopefully because I'm thinking that's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she doesn't necessarily owe anybody that sacrifice. Yeah. But, you know, maybe she will. But the speech that Serena, not the speech, but when she was talking to the press at the end and said that what happened to her was unfair and that it's not the game is not going to change for her. She's not going to get the respect that she deserves. But hopefully it'll be different for women in the future. Yeah. I think as I can't see Naomi hearing that and not taking that in and being open to stand up for herself and Mm -hmm. especially in light of this win and the way that she won kind of trying to live up to that in some way so what you were saying earlier about naomi's japanese-ness kind of coming up a lot yeah 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 i found that interesting so this i found that really interesting yeah though every time i see interviews with Naomi like throughout the time that I have known of her existence it's always about someone is always asking her about her Japanese-ness yeah um and she has eloquently reminded everyone every single time she reminds them you know I'm I'm also Haitian um I I was raised in Florida yeah (laughs) I was raised in Florida Florida by my Haitian grandmother yeah and did she say no I think she, she said she was raised in Brooklyn Oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, she okay. was, I think I think that's what I heard. She may have been born in Florida, or it's from Florida, mm-hmm. but that she grew up, I believe, in Brooklyn with her Haitian grandmother. Like, mm-hmm. so she grew up in a Haitian household, yeah. which is the language that she, that she used. Mm-hmm. So she eloquently reminds everyone that she is also Haitian, i.e., a black woman. Yeah, as that they well. and always try to race. Right, right. Like the one time I heard one interviewer and they. Jaden just asked about her Japanese-ness. They asked mm-hmm. about her being American. Right. So it was like, um, so like, how do you, I can't remember the exact question, but it was like basically saying you're American and Japanese. Like, how do you, inter- like, 
how do you mix those cultures? And then mm-hmm. she said, well, I'm actually, right. my dad is Haitian. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part. You know, like she always has to keep yeah. saying this Haitian piece because they don't even want to acknowledge right. that at all. Right. Like how, how often do they call black people Americans anyway? <laughs> like, yeah. and that's when the time when, when it's, it's like, yeah, when it's you know, convenient. and that's the time when you want to like refer to a a person of color mm-hmm. as American. Mm-hmm. That's not usually how right. we're referred to when people right. talk to people of color. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that's the thing is that blackness in America has been so demonized. Like when white people say the word black, they mean nigger. Like usually the term black in their household traditionally has been a derogatory term, which is why when you call white folks white, they like freak out and think that you're using the <laughs> N word or whatever because they just want to be people. Mm-hmm. So, when we think about like even asking an athlete about their blackness, yeah, a lot of times that could be it depend it depends on who you're talking to and how you ask that question, and that could be taken so many ways because oh well, am I not American enough for you? But yeah. then also, it's because our blackness has been treated with such disrespect mm-hmm. that we don't get to yeah. There are cultural things that happen with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When Serena Williams is out there being black as fuck crip walking when serena and her sister and venus were out there in their braids or whatever with beads in their with hair, beads in their hair yeah. be, being black and mm-hmm. different there's shit to that there's shit to blackness you know what i mean and so I, I say that to say that like there's this thing i feel like sometimes with asking about culture period that i think is weird yeah um but it wouldn't be so weird. I don't even. Under, if, I don't, it wouldn't be so weird if it was the norm to ask about culture in that way. But no yeah, one will ever ask yeah, a no white person that. exactly, and no one acknowledges. No one acknowledges like black diasporatical shit mm-hmm. as cultural. Yeah, they don't. we're just supposed to be brown white people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're supposed. Yeah. To, there's no culture to it. And then the exotification of Japanese-ness, which yes, I think is happening, which is happening a lot. I was telling, we were talking about this before we were recording, but I was like, it's as if they want to attribute her skill set to her being Japanese. Right. They, they want to highlight her being Japanese so much. And it's the just, model minority. Yeah. It's yes. Like we're okay. Yes. Talking about minority shit. If you are the model minority, which yes. in this case, if you are Asian in this way that is um, respectable mm-hmm. in this way that, you know, highlights your skill and yeah, talent. And that's this is generally at this talented. point, the, at this point, um, being Japanese is not non-threatening. Right. So asking about her being Japanese just makes more sense mm-hmm. than to ask her about her being Haitian mm-hmm. or to ask her about growing up in Brooklyn mm-hmm. because you want to serve her to white people, mm-hmm. make her safer, so you always talk about her being Japanese. Right. You know, right. and especially, the way that they do that is just it's gross and disgusting, mm-hmm. and I know what y'all doing. Like, yeah, especially countering Serena's blackness. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? That's and then we can't forget about the because she's very brown too so it's like let's keep saying she's japanese right let's make sure we say she's japanese Mm -hmm. because she's brown and we have to remind these white people that's right that she's japanese yep yeah yep yep also the ways in which that kind of modest and meek stereotype operates yeah Mm -hmm. that countering serena you know what i'm saying that kind of making okay making this black girl okay so we have two black women competing in the u.s Mm -hmm. open it's okay for this black girl to win yeah because she's quiet enough we're gonna put all these stereotypes on her so that you associate her you associate her with quietness humbleness all the things that serena is not all the things that 
that we are saying is inappropriate yeah. for tennis. You know what I'm saying? And all the We're things gonna... you think she's not, because right. Serena's actually not. Hum- she's humble. She's, she's humble. She's, she's calm. Mm-hmm. Like she's like Serena doesn't get buck, right. but f- to you she does because mm-hmm. she's this black woman. Yeah, you know. And how dare she assert herself? Yeah. Or advocate for herself in any way. Yeah, exactly. So I found the whole movement quite disturbing in a in a moment that was supposed to be awesome for all of us. For all of us. All we are of all us. looking at two black women in this place where they don't want any of us to be. Yeah. And they found a way to fuck that up because they're going to keep keep her in her place. Mm-hmm. So, so that's sad and fucked up and sad. It is. And yeah, all those things you said. Yeah. And libations to Serena for doing this yeah you know what i'm saying and for stepping up and still speaking and still advocating and yeah. using her press time to mm-hmm. talk about that and not yep. talk about i don't know the violation or the law so you mm-hmm. know whatever she's gone she now has seventeen thousand in fines mm-hmm. and someone on twitter and i enjoyed this tweet i don't know who you are but they was like she should pay them in pennies she should and i agree with that person mm-hmm. we should all send them pennies <laughs> do that and one of them glass jars what are those glass jars you for? mean not the glass jars you mean the the water bottle oh, the big water, the jugs. Big water jug. yeah, yeah 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 i do mean that yeah so yeah i'm just gonna say one more time fuck carlos ramos i like that you fucking annoying all right all right yeah you want to take a break yeah let's take a break all right cool money 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 <laughs> money do you know what this year is um what's this year well it's 2018 but do you know what 2018 is all about what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvwithqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. And mm-hmm. we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. All right. So last week, we talked about that whole funky bullshit with labor and like the job shaming yes. um, that came and that was highlighted from the actor Jeffrey Owens 
and who played Elvin? Who played Elvin on the Cosby not Show. Calvin. Not Calvin. Not Calvin. Thank you, everyone, for correcting us. That's what I, what's I was like, wow, can they like let the segment end? They were like, no, as they, they were, were like, listening, I, like, no, it was, no. It was probably painful to listen to. It would have hurt me to listen to too, as like a, fu- <laughs> a, a fun fact person. Oh. That would have really upset me as well. So I, I stand with you in your rage. I get it. I was also disappointed in myself. Oh, the actor's God. name is fucking Elvin, but that's what happens when you get so comfortable with not something. the actor the character the they character's might, they name, might check I know right again. I know the, the character's, character's name was Elvin. Elvin but yes that's what happens when you feel like something is so much a part of you that you don't have to like, <laughs> double check I'll just, I'll just know his name is Calvin <laughs> but anyway so we talked about that shit last week since then he came out he was on was it CBS so he was on one of those morning shows I think Good Morning America. I don't know. Maybe. He was on one of those morning shows. He took it really well. He showed up there with his badge from Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. his name tag, and his Yale cap, mm-hmm. and was talking about... The Which gen- I like, because he showed that those two things are just as yes. important. And that they don't have to operate separately, yes. and that he's a full person, mm-hmm. and the dignity of work, and how he wants to keep the conversation going, going about like job shaming, and about like respecting laborers Mm -hmm. and shit so i really appreciated that something else that came out of it or that was trying to bubble i didn't really see it pop i'm glad it ain't pop yeah was the jeffrey owens challenge stay the colonel (laughs) i'm glad it did just stay colonel (laughs) i missed a little bit but it didn't pop (laughs) so people on social media were using the hashtag jeffrey owens challenge it was well intended to talk about the jobs that they had on their way to their dream, <laughs> right? Why? Because <laughs> you're like, it was well intended. It was well intended. So they were wearing their, their name tag. Somebody had their gap name tag. Somebody talked about, just people talking about their different like little jobs. Or whatever, I found a right? bunch of my old H&M badges, but I threw them away. Oh I kept the so magnets because I, I used the magnets on the fridge. But I left magnets. the thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't need this. Yes. I worked at H&M. I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond. I worked at Ann Taylor Loft back a million years ago. I worked at H&M. I worked at Armani Exchange. I worked at Banana Republic. I worked at TGI Fridays. Oh, where? I never yep, did restaurants. I, I wasn't did. allowed to do. I worked at a few restaurants. Restaurants. I wish I wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, feel, I do feel like those service jobs, personally, I feel like everybody's child should work yes i think they teach you a lot about just how to treat people how to treat people how to be somebody just in general yeah it it really does yeah just just the ways in which we interact with with, with one another Mm -hmm. especially considering these are all places where y'all shop yeah everybody shops at these places Mm -hmm. so learn like what that means Mm -hmm. learn how that works and shit so I, i personally believe that everybody at a certain age should you know, work these jobs or whatever, mm-hmm. or at whatever age. But anyway, the problem that I had with this challenge was they would post this and then say, tell us where you worked on the way to your dream, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with this. Yeah, tell them. Everybody, not everybody working in one of these service jobs or a retail job or a sales job or whatever. Wants to be an actor. Right. Let's stop saying that people are doing these jobs. On the way on to On the their way dream. to. Like it's okay to work these positions. It's okay to work minimum wage job or a low paying job or service job as long as you're on your way to, to something, something better. Else. Allegedly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. On your in transition to something better. You always have to be trying to work your way up quote 
unquote work your way up to some shit yes if you can sustain yourself if you can sustain your living Mm -hmm. working at a gap working at mcdonald's which we know right now you can't but Mm -hmm. if you can sustain your way of life in whatever job you're in and you are comfortable and you are happy you don't gotta be on your way to no other shit yeah that's a very that whole concept of like and and i'm not saying not to be on your way to somewhere but there are some people who working at the register and helping people at trader joe's that makes them happy Mm -hmm. and they have enough money to sustain themselves and they're good and so i don't think that i I feel like that's another aspect of the job shaming goal shaming success shaming Shaming. whatever the fuck saying that if you are not we're constantly working your way up or constantly trying or striving for some other shit within your career, mm-hmm. then you are not enough. You are not good enough. You are not valuable. You're not worthy or whatever. When it's people who get to a job and they just assume because this American culture, you're just supposed to be constantly working your way up. It's people who work their way up in some shit. They don't even want to be in. Yes. They work themselves way up into misery. They don't even know if they like what they do. do. They just know the culture and what they're supposed to do and what looks good. And the way that people say you're okay is, if you make sure you get a promotion you make sure you're moving on you make sure you have Mm -hmm. a better title and this that it's not people don't even be getting raises all the time it just be about do i look like i'm moving forward or what the title is right right right, Um, right. because there are people who have a title but their salary breaks down their hourly pay to be like twelve dollars you know so another thing that i hope happens out of this is that And what needs to happen is the perspective and the scope of which we look at service jobs. Yeah. We need them. Service jobs are like, we have to have them. Mm -hmm. We have to have them. We cannot function if service jobs weren't here. So I feel that we have to change the culture and change the way we look at service jobs. And we look at them as fucking like, maids yeah yeah, um, yes i'm trying to think of a better word we look at it as a class in life yes or as a cast we look at it as a certain cast of people instead of looking at it as people who are working a certain job Job. it's the same thing with assistants and i talk about this at work all the time i'm almost at peak myself i'm almost (laughs) operating at 100 yo jay if you're at your desk and you say and then that means you should just leave (laughs) it's not Yo, I've, start using almost, I have almost Stop done that a few. I, I have at my desk been like, couldn't be me, girl. <laughs> not me. Not me. I've done that a few times. I have. But I, I talk about this at my job a lot is that we treat assistants like they're in a particular cast. Like, it's yeah. okay for you mm-hmm. to talk to me a certain way because my, my job title is assistant. Yes. It's okay for you to refer to me as a certain way. It's okay for you to do all type of shit that's not that's not how you treat somebody yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't mind there are people there who i don't mind getting your dry cleaning and your tea or your coffee or whatever that does not make me your wet nurse yeah you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. does not make me a slave i don't belong to the building i don't come with the property yeah that's not how that works it's a, it's a job yes you know what i'm saying and so i feel like that that is it's built into because we come we come from this nation that's built on free labor and Mm -hmm. built on the ideas of like this certain class of people People. that does these certain jobs because that's just what they are supposed to be doing systematically that's where you funnel them to be right right even when it's it's just looking at so we're people of color we've worked all these different type of jobs we know people who are nannies and shit like that or whatever right that's all common for us right if we were white 
in New York, for example, Mm -hmm. New York, which is full of all different types of people. And when you go to the H&M in your neighborhood as a white person, it's all black people working there, right? Because that's the group of people that is okay. They're not saying it's it's all type of white kids on the Upper East Side. You no, think the, so you true. think their parents working, are like, oh, no, go get a job working at the H and M? Because I've worked like the other retail places. Mm-hmm. I think working at H and M was the most that I, all my coworkers were people of color. Right. It was different when I was at Banana Republic. It was mm-hmm. different when I was at Armani Exchange. And I know it's because the kind of work yes. and the kind of retail work that you do in H&M versus these other stores, mm-hmm. Banana Republic and Armani Exchange, is right. different. There's right. a little more physical labor working at mm-hmm. H&M. There's a, you know, it's the look of it. It's the price point yes. and all that. So people... These parents are not sending their white kids, in, even in the neighborhood up the block. No one is like, oh, go up the block and get a job at such and such. Yeah. They're not doing that because mm-hmm. the idea is that a certain class of people works these jobs. Yeah. And imagine growing up, and this is not, let me just make this very clear that I'm not, um, these are not, I'm not giving anybody like white tears or anything like that. I'm just talking about the mentality mm-hmm. that we are all raised up in white supremacy. If you grow up, I'm using the Upper East Side as an example, but this could be any any neighborhood yeah. in which like that does this shit or whatever. On the Upper East Side, most of the families, they seem to have, that's, it's very common to have a nanny. Everybody yeah. has a nanny and mm-hmm. almost all of the nannies are women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, all of the children and the parents, all the families are white. Yeah. Growing up and seeing the world that way, your most interaction with people of, of color, color is in these positions of service. Mm-hmm. Your nanny, your you know the people who sell you clothes and shit yeah, like that. The and stores the, and yes. that you patron service. in your neighborhood, all that. Everyone right. service, 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 service. And because of the way society looks at service, we don't look at it as, oh, this is so-and-so, they have a job, they have a family, they have this, they have that. Mm -hmm. This is the job that they happen to work. It's, this is a class of people who does this, and I can thus, in turn, treat them this kind of way way and think of them in this kind of way because that's how we treat workers in this country. And generally, because the way service is set up that the customer is always right, people treat people in service as if they work for them. Right. As if that person at that store mm-hmm. or wherever is their employee. Right. Which is you're doing, you're doing, doing the employee a favor yeah. by showing up. No, no, that's not how that works Mm-mm. at all. That's, that used to be my biggest issue working retail. And mm-hmm. I would remind people all the time. Right. I don't work for you. Right. You don't sign my checks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yeah. But that is another thing that um is common and they feel like you're their staff. Mm-hmm. All those times we've said this before, but I just have to say it again. When you're in a store and you're shopping, but oh, because yeah. you're a black person, you're you part must, of that. You must be working because you're not only must. I've you literally be been there. in a store with a coat on, with a fucking tea in my hand mm-hmm. and my phone, and yep. someone asks me, "Oh, um, can you help me with, bitch? I don't fucking work. Is this, this, is this what system. this, is this what this looks like, bitch? Yeah, you're a servant. You're a servant. I was trying on shoes for the prom. <laughs> I was I trying know. on shoes for the prom with other girls. Okay, <laughs> for the high school prom. At where was I? I think I was at Bloomingdale's. I was either at Bloomingdale's or Saks uh-huh. or whatever, but someplace that white people didn't think I should be. Yeah. And not- little, little girls was asking me for shoes. I'm literally the same age. I have, I'm barefoot. Mm-hmm. I got my foot, one foot in a heel. Okay. And you're asking me, I'm sitting. 
and you're looking at me mm-hmm. to get a pair of shoes because I'm a part of a certain caste yes. system. Mm-hmm. It's not about who has jobs and who doesn't have jobs or whatever, but the type of, in this country, the type of job that you have is indicative of your class. Yes. Or just your skin color. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you could be in your coat. I, you could be trying on a heel. Mind, you could be minding your fucking business. We could be, sh- or we could be shopping and even to those other people within our same group. Yes. But now I'm shopping at H&M. They look at me and they don't see a customer because I don't belong in the right caste. Yes in order to mm-hmm. be a customer yeah and so like i've talked about before i am very rarely in my neighborhood treated like a customer anywhere and i yeah. don't want to be treated like like these people work for me i don't want to be treated that way i just want to be treated like i'm a customer like normal like normal <laughs> like if i ask a question like i need help or if i have a return not like i'm stealing like that shit mm-hmm. or if i would like to buy something not like i'm stealing yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. don't like come to you already in a deficit that's, that's always what the it case. is it's always the case I just want us to get up off of that. And I think that also everybody wasn't like, everybody is not built to be a lawyer. Everybody is not built for a a life of academia. Mm -hmm. Everybody is not built for um, fucking. Or even if they are built for it, not everyone wants to do that shit. Right. Everybody wants to do it. That shit too. Not everyone wants to do it. And if we change how we look at service jobs, then that'll change that perspective Mm -hmm. um, for everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there are average, mediocre people all over the place. Most of them are white and they mind their fucking business and they do their average mediocre shit. Mm -hmm. People of color, like we're allowed to be mediocre Mm -hmm. without being seen as um, not doing enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're allowed to like get a job at fucking Trader Joe's. Yeah. If you oh, want you, to. Oh, you don't have to look at a person of color in a service job and think, damn, what happened? Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. Like, you can be a fully functional, happy, fully realized person working a service job. Yeah. And, and making very little money. And if it's enough to take care of you and if it's enough to make you happy, that's cool. It's people that work these jobs and they find their joy elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's people with hobbies that they that are fully fulfilling. Yeah. You don't have to be fully fulfilled in your and, money job. Yeah, you and don't. I'm no, I'm not. That's actually a part of capitalism, right? So because we're always supposed to be feeling like we're not doing enough, we don't have enough, and we constantly have to be climbing so that we are looking at people who don't do that and who aren't on this grind and aren't on this climb as, okay, well, whatever meager shit you have, that's your fault. Yeah, if that's you don't you have the right of that, yep. you don't deserve more than that. You right. stay down there and you, you just do that because you didn't do anything to move upward. Exactly. If you don't have pro- appropriate health care, that's your fault. Yep. If you're not making a living wage and you're only making whatever bullshit the government has said that's, is minimum that's wage, what you get. then that's what you get. You should be trying to be a doctor. You should be trying to be the... Everybody can't be the if manager. If everybody was a fucking doctor... Who would we buy H&M from? <laughs> who would we fucking go to tr- buy our groceries um, from? I'm going to tell you right now. I wouldn't have time to podcast if I right. was a doctor. Who would fix the toilets? Like, who would do any of this shit? Who would who would ride your fucking train? Shit has to get done. It's like... Who, I who would I have bought my coffee from at the bodega? Yeah. Who would make my sandwich? You, big girl. I don't want to make my sandwiches. Oh, well, no. Shit out of luck. I don't want to do it. Because everyone's a doctor. No. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it makes no sense. It doesn't. It makes no Who sense. Who would DJ my party? Who would do that? It's so many different little things that, that it's like people are important. All the jobs that exist are because they should exist. They, we need them. <laughs>
It makes no sense. <laughs> we would not function as a society it, without them. It makes no Unless sense. Unless we revert back to farming and, and shit. It makes no <laughs> like, sense. I don't, I don't know. What is wrong with people? Yeah. Yeah. None of it makes no sense. No, so, none of yeah. it makes sense. And so, I really, I want us to get off of this this whole grind culture and climbing and constantly working nine to five and like trying to like move up. making that living. Yeah, that, that whole thing. We need to get off of that shit. Sure, I prefer ain't nothing going on but the rants. <laughs> you got to have a job if you wanna be with me. Just a job. Yeah. She didn't say you had to have a certain type of job. Nothing from nothing. <laughs> Leaves nothing. nothing. Got to have something. <laughs> if you want to play with me. I'm serious. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Oh, that's God. real, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just have a job. Yeah. You're going to start with that. Yeah. Have a job. White people, send your kids to work up the block at the fucking H&M. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They can work service jobs. They can work service jobs. I feel jobs. like they should. they have to. I think so. I think that should be a requirement. I do too. Definitely for all white children. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We're about to get into a little bit of Insecure spoilers. Yeah. So, so I'm trying if, to saw off if you have Yeah. If you're not caught up on Insecure, what episode was that? Seven? Six? Five. So we're about to spoil episode five a little bit. Not everything, but, but a, a few lot of things. things. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah. stop this. Watch five and come back. Yeah. Because I don't know how to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. We don't want to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So on this episode, they're at going to Coachella. This is Beyonce Coachella. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was cute that they kind of infused into the episode. Yeah. yeah, me too. I thought that was really cute. It was cute to see a girl's trip and all mm-hmm. of that girls stuff. Girls trips are always fun. Have you been liking this season? No. So <laughs> yeah, I have also been, I have been really bored. Yeah, it's been boring. This season. I liked episode four. I was bored too. It makes me think, though, this boredom, that's usually how bored I am right after a relationship anyway. Okay. So maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Oh, because she's not in a relationship Yeah, like she, like she just had the, you know, like she just broke up from this long-term relationship and she's like figuring it out. And that's usually when I'm like bored too. Like, what do I do? How do I, how do I readjust? How do I, mm-hmm. I think that's what we're following her doing. And it's boring. I don't want to mm-hmm. see it. I don't like seeing it when I'm doing that in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see her doing it either. Interesting. I've been incredibly bored. Hmm. Interesting. I have been bored too, but I feel like I don't got to be that way. <laughs> you know? Like, you could be single and figuring it out and I'd not be bored to tears. Like, I would have loved to not learn anything about Daniel. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I didn't care. That was he was a, boring he was a piece of time. ass to me. I don't need to get to learn a piece of ass. That's yeah. how I do things. You probably. People live different ways. Yeah. Issa obviously lives a different way. I didn't need to get to know him. Like, he just gave us, like, bitch ass nigga. And I feel like we know enough of that in real life. I didn't really need I to see I didn't need the, to get to know him. The, the inner workings of bitch ass nigga. I feel yeah. like we all know them. And maybe if. You know what I would have appreciated if. If she had bitch ass nigga like a character that I cared about more, mm-hmm. so we could see the inner workings of that type of yeah. bitch ass shit, then I would have been okay with it. But this is like Daniel is boring. Yeah, I wasn't interested in I personally, because I've dated so many um conflicted artists, mm. I don't care. I did yeah. not care. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get to know this person. All right. So why are we talking today about episode five? Yeah, so episode five, they go to Coachella. Coachella, yep. And I thought the episode was cute. I enjoyed it. 
I was enjoying it up until the scene where they were kicked out for fighting. It was funny because Jay and I go to a lot of music festivals Mm -hmm. and Jay hates that bitch. Oh my goodness. When I saw that, I was like... So basically, they go to Coachella. (laughs) So they go on this girl's trip to wherever Coachella happens in California or whatever, right? So they're there for the weekend and they're in the festival they've taken molly they've done all the molly they're doing all the they were doing edibles yeah all kind type of shit so they're having a high-ass good time just like everybody else i like that sorry i don't mean to cut you Mm -hmm. off but i liked seeing usually when when black people in drugs it's always like oh drugs abuse crackhead Mm -hmm. not using drugs but like being abused and beat down by drugs so i kind of like as a person who likes drugs Mm -hmm. like seeing them yeah i like that they were doing here's the my playfully flirting Yes. like with drugs i like that too and i liked that Issa is doing like more fun stuff like i like that she was i didn't like it but i i got and accepted that last the week before she was in the pool naked with this guy or mm-hmm. whatever so like all that's cute but i'm trying to wrap my head around how that's the same bitch who was like freaked out when she got a little nut in her eye you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. now this season she's breaking into houses and skinny dipping with strangers and doing all type of drugs and shit that to me that's that's odd but no that's incredibly odd you know um but listen you know what though look, these are the type of people that exist in real life i just don't be their friend i don't have friends like that either. i don't like them but i don't they exist. have friends like that either those type of people exist <laughs> they do in california no i think it's people like that who exist who are incredibly like stigmatized when it comes to sexual stuff and then they'd be like oh we just partying i mean i don't know people are weird i don't fucking know i didn't like it maybe because she survived not in her eye she can do oh, anything now she now. can do anything that's all it took <laughs> a drop of jizz and now, now the world is hers <laughs> all right maybe so yeah so they go to coachella um they're there for the weekend they're partying they're taking all the drugs and now they're holding space to see Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce is coming. Some people went to get water. Some went to do this, that, or whatever. But they, they kind of all come back. And Issa's away doing something else. But they all come back. And there is this white girl. Well, it's mostly white people around them. And they're waiting to see Beyonce. This white girl is on somebody's shoulders. shoulders. Now, if you are an OG listener yes. to this podcast, mm-hmm. in like the first, the, when we, the like first, the first year, year, I think we talked about this. Because we used to be at festivals like all the time a lot. Yeah. That bitch that be on people's shoulders, yo. Yo, unless we you don't like are a little person. Unless you are like little person size. Yes. Stand up, yo. Mm-hmm. Stand up. There's no need for full-sized ass people to be sitting on each other's shoulders. You're not you're, now you're not kids trying to be an adult. You know yeah. how they you know the kids in the cartoons yes. and the, or even a like, child like, why are you doing that? It's not fair why to the people you doing behind that? you. It's not it's fair not to people right. behind you and it's it's dangerous and it's, it's stupid. Okay. So I was also glad to see yeah. Kelly beat her no, ass. No, as soon as I saw that, I thought of you. I was like, I always feel that way. It's such a violation. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> like you legit, you better be four foot. Like you knew nothing. you was coming to a festival. It's the whole and that's thing. what it is. It's very. Weird. You stand, you find a spot, and you get off of that man's shoulders. Yeah, it's really I, fucking I, annoying. I didn't like it. So anyway, right. So Kelly is pissed. I think they they may have asked them to move over or do something, whatever. But also the white people were taunting them, calling them newbies, like, oh, yeah, oh these newbies. newcomers, like yeah. newcomers to Coachella. They don't know how we do kind of thing yeah. or whatever. And I, I think a part of that was because Beyonce was performing. Mm-hmm. So and now these black girls an influx are of, right, of black, black folks people. at Coachella. It's just mm-hmm. like that whole language or whatever. So they end up getting into a scuffle. 
and things proceed. Yes. What's funny to me is that Kelly starts physically fighting hard. She starts to fight. For anyone who doesn't watch, just real quick, Kelly is the larger sized one. Yes. Kelly starts to fight. What's funny is to me is that I don't... They just started fighting Molly. Mm-hmm. How do they know that Molly was Kelly's friend? It is sort of the black girl yeah. and started fighting her. Yeah, that's how it be. Yeah, I know that, but it was just like, because Molly was like, yo, like, what yep. the fuck is happening? Yep. Um, So everyone jumped in. It was two other guys that they met. That's who gave them the drugs. Molly, and that's it, right? Yes. It was yeah, Kelly, Molly. Molly. Tiffany was there, pregnant. Yeah, but she's pregnant. But she so, was there. So she wasn't fighting, though. Okay. <laughs> she's like, Cardi, she wait for the baby to drop. So Kelly, Molly, and these two other men that they met during the Coachella, mm-hmm. that's who gave them the drugs or whatever. Right. So they're all fighting or whatever. The police or the Coachella police or security come, break it up, but they clearly only take the black people, the that's people of color, yep. pull them out. Of the certain caste system. Yes. The problem people. Yes. Yep. Mind you, they're all fighting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, whatever, pull them out. And mind you, it's not even like they started the fight, but whatever. Right. Pull them out. They go to get kicked out of Coachella. So we skip to a scene and mm-hmm. they're now, their bands are being Kelly, cut off. Kelly might have started that fight. I don't remember. No, they, to me, it was violence for that okay. girl to well, be Well, no, that was violence. They were like, all fighting though. It's the yeah. point. Yeah. So they get to get cooked out. You see them cutting the bands, you know, but mm-hmm. they can't see um, Beyonce perform, which is like. I would die. I, I. If I got kicked out before Beyonce. Beyonce, no, I went through all of die. that yeah. white bullshit. Yeah. You gonna kick me out right before Beyonce? No, I would die. <sighs> I definitely would die. Mm-hmm. So they cut their bands. Then we hear, because we know, we've seen Coachella. We've seen Beyonce perform. Mm-hmm. So we know it's like the marching band thing. So mm-hmm. I think they, they do the music like a marching band, something. So yeah, then, we hear the drums and yeah. all that shit go. So it's like, oh, Beyonce's on, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, Ugh. and Kelly's like, fuck this. I'm going to see Beyonce. Um, so she runs, like she's going to run back into the festival. And one of the security officers just um, tases her mm-hmm. and she falls to the ground and rolls. well she freezes she's tased yeah she, freeze, she yeah, freezes and then she drops it's supposed to be a comedic moment i didn't find it funny to, funny at all right she falls to the ground they come to her she turns around and, you know she's um peed on herself from being right. electrocuted and also for being scared mm-hmm. um so that's what happened i for me it's, it was kind of like two things being triggered in me one because we just see so much of this kind of violence inflicted on black people yeah. people being tased for no reason this to me was not a reason to tase someone motherfucker you can't run like mm-hmm. you can't run after her yeah. you couldn't say um stop the gates you know like it was just yeah. so many I other ways I, I did not enjoy that at all i didn't at i did all. not enjoy watching some i'm supposed to be enjoying watching insecure i didn't enjoy watching her be tased and i didn't get any reward from it at any point i don't know that why this, that, that I would be i don't this. know why that would even be something that you would present and a try to try to be comedic to have this black woman be, woman be tased i think it was funny which is kind of why we're talking about, we both know why we're talking about it but i think it was supposed to be funny because, because it's she's funny to watch the fat, fat girl be tased yeah at this point we're not even thinking of the fact that black bodies we watch them be tased on tv we watch them be murdered, murdered. we watch we them hear g- stories about them we watch being them killed. get the shit 
kicked out of yep, them like all yep, of these things yep. i don't want to come to a tv show that i'm coming to so i can escape this shit and fucking see that shit yeah that annoyed yeah. the fuck out of me then the fact that of course like you said because it's kelly she's always like the the, the butt of the jokes right. she's always the one who's adding that to the mm-hmm. equation um we don't really know her we just know her as right. a punchline person anyway and mm-hmm. i'm sure it has to do with her size right um so it's like yeah let's um fucking electrocute the fat girl mm-hmm. and it'll be funny because she's fat and right. she's gonna fall and um and then we see her pee on herself and that's also comical because fat is funny yes and i just the, the reason why i'm associating so much with fatness in in this way is because i just can't see the rationale between behind having a black body tased Mm-hmm. and then not exploring the dynamics of that right within the show if you're gonna yeah. do this like are we yeah. about to talk, talk about, about it? it like what's the point of this because but they thought it was so funny, funny to see her oh look because because why how why would that what is so funny about that mm-hmm. if it were molly if it were Issa, if it were any one of the other ones what would be so funny about watching one of their bodies be, be tased? tased and i just feel like the choice is constantly to make make the fat girl do something I feel like it wasn't thought about how we're thinking about it in terms mm-hmm. of a black body being tased. Yeah. It wasn't thought about that way because it's so funny to watch this fat body be yeah. tased. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes me think of the last season now because it's always something with her. I don't know. It's always something with her body that becomes this comedic thing. So I remember when, like she, when was, she was running, when she was running yeah. the marathon and, mm-hmm. oh, I got my period and I couldn't da da da. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's because her, body is, cause a her joke. body is a joke and it's funny. And of course she can't finish this race. And of course she can't do these things. And of course, I don't know how, she, I don't know how you get an uncontrollable period to the point where you have to like be sitting with that metal thing that, well, if she had, when I had fibroids, it was like that. So if she had fibroids or some shit, but I don't know. they're not Maybe gonna explore. It doesn't. It. I, but that's not what they're not gonna do. No, what you not. did. They're so not. it was just like let's make this as funny as possible because right. her body is the way it is, and mm-hmm. let's make it like like period is some like extreme right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just like there. It just seems that her body is for that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is disgusting to me. So she's also, I believe she's a writer on the yeah, show. Yeah, she is one of the writers. And so I guess, I guess the piece, the other piece of it that I explore, that I would like to explore, that I'm curious about is like, is she complicit in this? Am I making something out of nothing? Is this, like, I don't know. It just seems mm-hmm. like, I, I just wish there was more thought put into all of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't show me violence against a black person. And like, then the next like day, the you see of, them giggling at the hands of law enforcement. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like it was different when I was watching Nathan or whatever his name is beat up that big dude in the taxi. Yeah, that like, was that's street too, justice. Yeah, that's, that's two people mm-hmm. fighting on mutual like level yeah. on the same footing. But if you're gonna show me, you're gonna depict law enforcement, a form of law enforcement, or white vigilantism, or whatever, one of those things, mm-hmm. you're gonna depict that in the media of um enacting violence against a black body like this there's got to be a payoff yeah and it, and then to see the next day when they wake up after the night from being high or whatever it's mm-hmm. like Ooh, last night was crazy right why do i smell like pee ha, ha. Yeah, ha, ha. yeah i feel like i was tased and they're like quiet you know like yeah. it's 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 just weird mm-hmm. i think on the show they do a lot of things that are unfinished mm-hmm. so that's one thing that was unfinished 
And we mentioned this. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the show, but we've talked about this before. It's been consistent throughout the seasons. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's been consistent that Kelly is the butt of like a lot of like these types of jokes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. In the ways that the others are not. I also don't. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's that was my point. When you were saying they do a lot of these unfinished things, Mm -hmm. they have done unfinished stuff. But I feel like sometimes I think it's good because it leaves space and it leaves room for like them to like wrap up and finish some shit but here we what is it season three yeah it's like this is where they're settling you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. this is where they're staying this is just what it is we're just gonna make jokes about kelly and like her fat body Mm -hmm. because it's so funny because fat is funny also separate from the the constant hilarity of fat bodies that they they try to make the unprotected sex so that went down again in this episode and i'm all for ferris wheel sex because i want to do it now that look fun and I like that they seize the moment and mm-hmm. all that is fantastic. But this show also makes a habit of like showing unprotected sex in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And like there's never any condoms around. And like I th- I thought that At they the- had made like they the- like they know that we've been talking about this. And I uh-huh. think Issa had spoke about it and was like, oh, we didn't think about it. Some something like that. It would just be it's just interesting in- to me that they did this again. It's it's only interesting to me only because this is like. This is like a new sex or like a fling sex. This is not someone that she's right. has any kind of history with. Mm-hmm. As a person who has had unprotected sex, the times when I've slipped up or whatever is usually like the person that I've been fucking with for a long time right. or we have this history and I'm like, shit, I should have used a condom. But it's never been when it was like new sex, sex with this anonymous person, sex with this guy that I just met type mm-hmm. of thing. So I think that even if they weren't using condom placements all the time, mm-hmm. this would have been a great time yeah. for us to just see a condom wrapper. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I don't trust this motherfucker. Right. I don't trust him. He came like out of nowhere. Yeah. But, but And then it gives drugs a bad name. So what, like drugs just make you have unprotected sex with strangers? It does. Is that what the point of that it was? It could have been. I don't know. I didn't uh, like it. Drugs does kind of fuck up your judgment oh wait it's drugs. is that about to be the stupid plot she about to get back with lawrence and then she gonna be pregnant with this new man's baby is that what's about to happen no i hope not okay good i feel like so that time for it he better have pulled out yeah of course <laughs> like we're gonna have unprotected self and then let you nettle in no i'm sure i'm sure she, i'm sure you good on that you should have pulled it out and nutted in her yeah. eyes so let us let us know what you thought about that or and Kelly's I forgot she was character. high. I could see that bad judgment being on drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot she was high because hmm. that's something I would do sober. Well, have sex in a Ferris wheel, not the non condom. Well, that's what we're talking about the yeah. non condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll watch and we'll hopefully it will continue to get interesting and fun. I'm excited. Because, like, you know, Lawrence is back. Mm-hmm. And um, Lawrence reminds me of a lover of mine. So I like to look at him. Oh, He reminds me of Fred. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. All right, all right. I see that. I mm-hmm. see it a little bit. I'll take it. All right. I'm glad he's back. He was cute to watch. <laughs> he was very, very cute. Okay. So we got a T-mail. Mm-hmm. We got T-mail. If you would like to send us T-mail, you can email us at twithqueenandj at gmail.com and send us anything you know mm-hmm. if you want us to come somewhere and do some shit talk to people about uh being womanist race nerds 
about any of the shit that you've heard us talk about here we can fucking talk about that yeah. shit there you can pay us to come you can offer to buy us things you can offer to um feed us crab legs in abundance i don't want to talk about crab legs right now you don't why someone ate my fucking crab legs right you said that i'm sorry let's that happened not, to let's you not revisit that no we won't let's yeah. let's move out of that the point is, email us about anything as long as it makes sense and as long as you're not harassing us. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Sir, So then, please stop harassing Because that would be hate mail. Oh, right. That would be hate mail. <laughs> or just harassment. Harass mail. Or just harassment. Don't harass us. All right. I think, so. I think they harassed us again today. They did. Um, <laughs> we've, already, we've answered all the questions. We have answered all of your questions. Okay? Stop. If you're unclear, go back and read the emails. We answered all the questions. Stop. Stop emailing us. We appreciate you. You know. We have answered all the questions. You know who you know who you are. You know who you are messing with. You have we've answered all the questions. Stop it. Stop it. White man. Don't use our T mail for that. Yeah. Okay. Moving (laughs) on. All right. So we got a T mail from our T friend, Black Lara Croft. Yes. And they wanted to hit us up about our upcoming event. And I'm going to read the T-mail. And the Black Lara Croft says, Hey, womanist, wanted to run this by y'all and your listeners. On Sunday, September 16th, a seat at our table is having a blackout barbecue. ASAOT, a seat at our table, is an artist collective created after one of the founders participated in an art show that was disrespectful to black art and the artists, so they decided to put on their own show. They provide a link, um, so I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. And then Lara goes on to say, since... Since then, they have put on two shows featuring black artists and are run by black femmes, all creative and artistic in multiple ways. The barbecue will be a black ass time with amazing food and music in Brooklyn, New York, celebrating black people because we should be and deserve to be celebrated. There'll be cash prizes, adult giveaways, CBD vendors and more. Um, So there's tickets. I checked out the link and the tickets that they have left look to be between like 15 and like $25. It comes with food and all that shit or whatever. Okay, that's cool. It looks like a good time. It looks like a black ass good time. And it's a barbecue. It's still early in the game. It's not freezing in New York yet. So you can still go out and have a good time. Again, Mm -hmm. I'll put the links to that stuff in the show notes. And it says for us, by us all the way through. Yeah, so if you're in New York City and you need something to do, here's something for you to do. I think we did a show. We did a fucking show. We did. We did a show. Are you okay? I feel better. Okay. I got off a little bit of steam. Okay, that's I good. I feel better. I feel all right. Okay, that's good. That's good to I know. I feel all right. We recorded in a good amount of time. I feel good. Okay, Thank that is asking. good. Um, So be sure to follow us on the social media. You can do that by Instagram and Twitter, which is at T with QJ. We also have a Facebook and a Tumblr. Um, tea with queen and jay is how you find us on those platforms be sure to send us t-mail tea with queen and jay at gmail.com visit our website tea with queen and jay.com and that's where you can send us donations check out the other paid black women that we've done lots of things to do on our website be sure to subscribe however you're listening to this podcast soundcloud apple Podcasts, Castbox. All of the various apps that you're using to listen, make sure you subscribe and like make this permanent. So we're just automatically in your feed every Tuesday and you can listen to us every Tuesday. Um, Because you love us. Yep. Hashtags. Oh, Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. 4C here. All Black Lives Matter. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag. Hashtag Podden. Hashtag. Pause and color. Yep. 
hashtag interhole uprising mm-hmm. hashtag Marsha's plate hashtag unpack bg hashtag queer maybe, walk hashtag maybe maybe he doesn't hit you hashtag why i stayed spoonie chat disability too white hashtag sexually liberated woman hashtag serena williams is tennis Hashtag Serena Forever. Hashtag Naomi Osaka. Hashtag Katsukan. <laughs> hashtag Katsukan. Um, I want to wear a catsuit. Well, I'm wearing one now, but I want to oh wear catsuits every day. <laughs> okay, I'm like, you do. Where, where's this going? This oh. podcast was created, produced, hosted by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. And we recorded at Indie Creative Network. All right, peace. Good day. I can't sit here and say I wouldn't say he's a thief because I thought he took a game from me, but I've seen other men call other umpires several things, and I'm here fighting for women's rights and for women's equality and for all kinds of stuff. And for me to say thief and for him to take a game, it made me feel like it was a sexist remark. I mean, like how he's never took a game from a man because they said thief. For me, it blows my mind, but I'm going to continue to to fight for women and to fight for us to have equal. Like, Courtney should be able to take her shirt off without getting a fine. Like, this is outrageous, you know, and I just feel like the fact that I have to go through this is just an example for the next person that has emotions and that want to express themselves and they want to be a strong woman. And they're going to be allowed to do that because of today. Maybe it didn't work out for me, but it's going to work out for the next person. Thank you, everyone.